Welcome to Make That Paper, the show where we talk about all the crazy jobs we do to make the cash we need to pursue our artistic dreams. And to pay for our adrenaline addiction. We're talking about that substitute teaching gig or the assistant situation or when absolutely necessary, the old cutting out the cojones craft. We are your hosts, Jamie Parker Stickle. And Jason Bieber. And on this episode, we are talking to a lady who side hustled for a legend, and that led her to take a chance on herself, a chance that has paid off huge. She's written material for comedy giants like Craig Robinson, Tracy Ellis Ross, Regina Hall, Niecy Nash, oh my god, I love these women, and more. You've seen her pal around with Leslie Jones in commercials for Facebook Portal. You can see her in Sherman's Showcase on AMC and Southside on HBO Max. And starting next month, you can catch her on the new series, Keenan. We feel incredibly fortunate to have this uber-talented, multi-hyphenate, and yes, I am including the Pressure Points music video from Sherman <laughs> Showcase joining us. So please welcome to the show, Nefertari Spencer. Yay! Yay! And she's so cool. We have never met her, but we're huge fans. And she signs off her emails as Neff. And I'm like, oh, we're friends. We're in. We're in. It's, we're friends. Can I call you Neff? <laughs> you can call me Neff. Yes. Nice. You said my name perfectly, by the way. So yes. 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 <laughs> we try. We try to get names right. I mean, it can be difficult. I, You know what? It can be difficult. And I'm not ashamed or embarrassed to say, I would like to say your name correctly. Could you please say it for me? If that's <laughs> only if I can't find it online because it's like, for some reason, they've never said it as an introduction to anything. And I'm like, nobody's saying their name. Nobody's saying this person's name. I'm going to have to ask them. Also, in fourth grade, my teacher called me Boober. Oh. And that shit stuck. Yeah. Let's see how that would stay. Hey. Yeah. Fun fact. So my best friend, since we were eight, we were still best friends. She, I think, made up a, a, a nursery rhyme. She was like, Nefateria, don't go to Nefateria. <laughs> that is, that's sweet. You know what they used to say to me? Jamie Stickle gave me a nickel to tickle my pickle. Wow. And I didn't, I didn't get it. And then mm -hmm. I got it. And I was like, God damn it. That sucks. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Children too young. Children are mean. Yeah. Mean kids. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not cool. And yet we keep making them. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> what do we want to start with? <laughs> boy, oh boy. You've all right, so you've had some you've had some jobs. You've had some jobs. And jabs. Had some jabs, as we say, as you say in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. and we're like, we are one degree. From you, from everyone. So Jason Kelly produced this month for us, um, and we're one degree from you that way. And then also our friend Bennett Weber is a writer on Sherman Showcase, one of our dear friends, Bennett. And then um, our dear friend who was on the show, Celeste Paykosh, was on Work in Progress. No, oh, different know. work in progress. Oh, different work in progress. Forgot to let you know that. Oh, you forgot to let me know that. But and I didn't. I was like going to go through that. Like it's okay because she's also on Keenan. She and she's on Keenan. That was what the next thing I was going to say. So I'm just a guest star. Uh, okay. Not. I think she's a guest star too. I could see this guest star turning into something. I haven't seen it, but I believe in it. From from yeah. your mouth. Well, I think. Well, maybe you'll both have. Maybe legs. you'll both. Yeah, maybe you'll both be regulars. That'd be awesome. We have a way. We have a way of saying things and making them happen for other people. For other people, that's Neff. <laughs> oh, okay, but before Keenan, before 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 Sherman Showcase, before our many degrees of 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 connection, yeah. you you were working for one of the funniest guys ever, and he's. I'm very sad about him. I was very sad about him. one of my favorite shows. Yes, one of my all-time top ten favorite shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were uh, the assistant to Mr. Bernie Mac. Ah, yes, Mr. Bernard McCullough. Yes, the Bernie Mac. That's he amazing. Dearly so missed. So now, miss. I miss him so much. I love that man so much. He was. Were, so you, were you still working for him when he passed? Yeah, I oh. would. 
I was in New York. I had just finished testing for Saturday Night Live. I just left the, I just tested the day before. And I knew that he was in the hospital and I was waiting to like tell him so we can have a conversation about this. And I'd heard room, like there were rumors previously, like, oh, Bernie's, Bernie's in a bad way. Bernie's in a bad way. And I'm like, stop saying these things. He's going to be fine. And then when his wife called, my phone rang at like three in the morning in like New York. And I was like, oh no. So oh I my God. I was, I was like, ah, oh, it's terrible. But yeah, Bernie was the reason I started doing, um, I took a chance on myself because I was doing production. I was, mm-hmm. I was, you know, working for him as an assistant. And prior to that, I was like one of the youngest production coordinators in Hollywood. I got to um, coordinate a show for Jamie Foxx. He had a sketch show that he was. Yeah, doing. Jamie Foxx. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And then he had a, um, it didn't go. The pilot had like uh, Tyra Banks was cast. It was, it was crazy. And then uh, Chuck Lorre. He had two pilots. I, I was a coordinator for Chuck Lorre for two pilots and neither one made it to air. That's and crazy. I feel like anything he does, we see. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. like you can't get away from a Chuck Lorre production. Yes. And so then he turned around and he wrote some other shows and then they all, they all became major monster hits. So The ones you weren't working on. Maybe it was me. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Were you, but were you doing Groundlings at that time when you were working as production coordinator? Um, I started Groundlings once. Bernie was the one who was like, what are you doing? Why are you hiding? You're so funny. What are you doing? He was like, what are you doing? Stop hiding. That's what he you know, literally said to me. And so I went um, and was like, let me go study. And I knew I was funny and I knew I loved improv. So I was like, let me go study properly. So I went over to Groundlings and I did the Groundlings audition and I got in and I started studying there. And I created a, um, a sketch group. And the first group that I was with, uh, it was with Bashir and Diallo and myself. So that's how I know these guys from back then. Mm-hmm. And um, we, I think I was like one of the first people to ever go viral. Funny story. That sounds like one. <laughs> Hey, I was, uh, I had an impression of uh, Condoleezza Rice at the time. Uh-huh. If you look up on YouTube, it's, uh, if you look up Condi Rice Raps, it was basically, you remember Fergalicious? Mm-hmm. It was Condolicious. And oh, yeah. Like before every, anybody was like going to YouTube and up doing all that stuff. So it was like all over the news and all that stuff at the time. So they would refer to me and this girl. <laughs> look what showed up on the internet today <laughs> it's that's funny because we have a friend from second city um who is on the show and she does elizabeth warren and she does it on cameo also but same thing like in this girl this woman doing elizabeth warren impressions and she's made the rounds too and you're just like she has a name like it's not that hard it's what's like- happening but it is hard. It is hard. I mean, it, doing impressions is like a real science and technique and like an art form of itself. People who can do impressions, that's hard stuff, man. I can't. I mean, sometimes I pretend, but really it's just, you know, I pretend to be every blonde haired, blue eyed actress or singer and people are like, oh yeah, you look just like her. And I'm like, okay. Um, that's hard shit. That's, let's just say it. It's hard. So when you do go viral, it's because you did it right. I think it was just a catchy tune. Yeah, I want to look it up. <laughs> Don't take away from it. It is a catchy tune. It, it is, is a catchy tune. And Condelicious is actually How pretty damn funny. I did not see that one. I feel like yeah, I, I bet if you play it, it's gonna it's gonna jog your memory. Yeah. All right. So so you're so and so you're at Groundlings. You're 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 now you've got your sketch group, but you're still working for Bernie. At this time, yeah. So we're still trying to. We're like, okay, we know we're funny. We don't have money. And so at the time, I was like, Bernie, my sketch group, we're funny. Will you give us money so we can perform? We, we want to do a run at, at the Hudson Theater. And he was Good like, old Hudson. tell you what. He was like, I was like, can we perform? I was like, Bernie. So I was like, can we perform at lunchtime for the crew just to prove to you that we're funny? 
He was like, I tell you what. He was like, yes. And then, so we set it up where it was like, we would do crew lunch, right? Uh-huh. In this big, like, uh, like multi-purpose room, but it was like long tables and everything. Because the crew for that show was like family. So it was family, it was family lunchtime. So everybody is in the multi-purpose room and they knew we were doing, Neff and her group are about to do sketches. So Bernie gets up to introduce us. He was like, hey, I'll tell y'all right now. He was like, this is her group. He was like, and if they ain't funny, don't laugh. <laughs> oh my God. This is. It's funny. Don't laugh. <laughs> Only laugh if it's funny. Like, y'all take it away. We was like, what? <laughs> what? Oh my. He would make the worst audience warmer upper ever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the good friend of the show. Right. I don't know if she's funny. <laughs> but don't laugh if she's not. No, she's not. Don't give this to her. <laughs> don't do it. And it's not like we were at, at a stage and we were turning right. We all like burning right here. Next time he was like, don't laugh. If it's not funny, don't laugh. It's like, oh. This so. is giving... This is giving me like anxiety and flashbacks to my dad's company Christmas party where he let me do my George Bush impression for the company. Let me slash made everyone sit through. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It was like a hazing, like none other. Oh, God. We're, we're terrified because we're like, what? So we're like, they're not going to laugh at us. Okay. And we had like music cues on a CD. We had like a CD player, a portable CD player, pressing music. <laughs> so we have sound effects in between our sketches. Oh no! We had them. We had. We literally. We tore it up. Like the the crew, they genuinely laughed because Bernie had threatened them not to. So they were really laughing because it was funny, and because of that moment, he gave us money. So we could do our first run at the Hudson Theater. Oh wow. my God! You, you you earned it. You worked for it. You really but also. That's just like that's what I want to hear about people who've made it and who support um, the younger generation or coming up artists. You know, like I'm gonna start crying. I love Bernie Mac. Sorry, that's like that's an awesome story. Even though he was kind of a dick, like don't laugh. But I mean, come on. Well, he wasn't saying don't laugh at all. No, like, don't laugh if they're not funny. Don't laugh. <laughs> so you guys got the money. This is when you're his assistant. You put yep. up a show. You have one night. No, we did a run. So we that's awesome. He gave us enough money at the time. I think we did like four weekends or four weeks in a row or something like that. Hudson's expensive too. I put on a couple shows there. That is, that's a no joke theater. But that is a great space. It's a great space. Yeah. And people come. Mm -hmm. So what that ended up doing for us was because people started coming and we started getting a name for ourselves, then we ended up um, getting the attention of uh, the Comedy Central space. Yes. Uh, oh, you yes. weren't in the Comedy Central space, which is in the same theater for those who yeah. don't know. Yeah. So then we ended up being invited to perform at the Comedy Central space. So awesome. That was how that's that was how all of that stuff started and all those things. Yeah. My, so my what, first, yeah, my first professional play in Los Angeles was at at the Hudson in the space that would be, become the Comedy Central space. But uh, this was when it was just, you know, one of their regular theater spaces. It was a very mm -hmm. bad play. We closed early, um, and which is why I know how expensive that theater is. It is. Mm -hmm. You have to have people in the seats. But I have very fond memories of the Hudson. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you and I wrote there a lot too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where do you go from there? So you have a run. It's successful. You get to the Comedy Central stage. You're still assisting Bernie. And Does he come to see your show? Yes, he would come. He would yes. come. He's paying for it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where his money was going, you know, he was proud. He was yeah. very proud. Yeah. I love that. So the next, I'm trying to think what was the next. This was, and just so we get the name on record, this was Elite Delta Force Three, right? Our first group. So this oh. was the red one. So this one was um, we were called Cleo's Apartment, and then so that getting <laughs> into um, a deal at HBO where HBO was trying to do this online venture 
And so they gave us money to do an online show and it was called This Just In. So you can go and see a bunch of sketches online on YouTube and under the moniker This Just In. And like I, I play Fantasia, I, you'll see me do um, Condoleezza. You'll see all of these sketches that um, actually I got threatened <laughs> because of my Fantasia impression because it was her. People, her fans are diehard. Yeah, they are. It's like guys, it's jokes. We're not really, really. We love her. It's jokes, but anyway. Um, I saw her in the color purple. Oh yeah, that's right. You oh, did. Nice. Oh, I'm sure she. Brought that up down. She was so good. That voice, yeah. Yeah. Um. So then, that'll take me up until about the time. So Bernie passed in '08, and that was when I tested for SNL. Yeah. So then, after he passed, and I didn't get SNL, I was like, you know what? Let me. I'm gonna start my own show, another one, because the two guys, Bashir and Diallo, they mm-hmm. ended up going to New York ironically and they were they wrote for Fallon so they ended up started writing for Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Fallon started his show cool I was like I'm gonna start my own and it's gonna be all girls it's gonna be all black and I was like we're gonna show them that we can be funny too and so then I created Elite Delta Force 3 along with uh uh, Angela Yarbrough we co-created that together And so we're EDF3 comedy on YouTube. So you can see a bunch of our sketches there. The one that went viral was called The Real Housewives of Civil Rights. Yeah. Wayne Brady. We had a great time shooting that. Yeah. Which is awesome. Did at that time, so you you were no longer with Bernie, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. um, and you're creating your own show. What are you doing to support yourself then? Oh, man. I was substitute teaching. So so after Bernie passed, I studied and took the CBEST to substitute teach because I knew some other friends who were actors and was like, hey, you should substitute teach because you have the flexibility. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. So I was substitute teaching and, um, you know, during the day. And, try, and of course, it seemed as though like the phone wouldn't ring until I accepted a Every job. Time. Mm-hmm. Up, it would be like you've got 17 auditions today and i'm like how is how am of i gonna course. make this happen yep every so, time yeah and every this, time. this is before you could like put yourself on tape or anything and and you'd have to drive even if you were like okay i have a 45 minute lunch period mm-hmm. you know you're if you're subbing in LAUSD whatever you're within a 10 mile radius of your house your audition is probably still in Santa Monica or somewhere in Hollywood where parking is on you and every street is like metered with no spots and no parking at this time or after this time or in this zone and you're like what so then you park six miles away it takes you as long as your lunch break to walk to the audition then try to powder your face go into the audition not seem frazzled and then try to get back to teach kids you're yeah. forgetting. You're forgetting changing your clothes while driving. Oh, I always forget changing clothes. Oh yeah, I have. I have legitimately been on the side of the road with my head stuck in like the hole of my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to my audition shirt. You know what right. I mean? Right. Always audition shirt. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Which can't be wrinkled and is always hanging on a hanger in your car that you never use it for anything else. And then it's that one time that you put it on, you're like, oh, shit, it doesn't fit anymore. God damn it. <laughs> That's just me. Most important investment I ever made was that bar that went across oh, yeah. the back seat oh, yeah. that like, I just hung basically a whole wardrobe in the back seat. Yes. And then you I made you get rid of it. Mine was front, on the floor, whatever. Uh-huh. It was everywhere because you would take it off and just throw it and just keep going. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey there, Make That Paper listeners. We've got to ask you for a little something. Look at your phone. Not if you're driving. If you're driving, just make a mental note to do this later. Now, find the subscribe button and click on it. Nice. Now that you've done that, scroll down and find the ratings and reviews and tap on that fifth star, the one all the way to the right. Good. Okay. Now, below that, you see where it says write a review? Tap that link. Then go ahead and write something wonderful about this show. Awesome. One more thing. Think about all the people you know who would enjoy listening to this show. 
Now, share it with them. You can send them a text, an email, a letter, or just put it on your social media, www.makethatpaperpodcast.com. That's www.makethatpaperpodcast.com. Thanks, you guys. Now enjoy the show. So I was in a sketch group too, an all-female sketch group, Boom Chick Boom. So you probably know, well, Frederica Meek is in it and Tiffany Phillips and- Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was in Boom Chick Boom and we would have to supply our own, you know, for anything, we're supplying our own wardrobe, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And they don't half-ass it in the wardrobe. (laughs) And also everything always smelled because we'd always forget to dry clean stuff. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to take it to this audition, then I'm going to wear it while I'm the substitute teacher on this bit, and I'm going to do it with this. And then finally, you're just like throwing that stuff away because it's, you know, $10 or something. But you still, because you have your side hustle to make up that $10 later. So you're substitute teaching, and it's, it's, how long did that last? I, I think I did it for like, oh, Forgot about I was temping. Yes, yes, another temper. Yes, I forgot about this. So, but so yes, so I was temping while I had to study to take the C best in order to become a substitute teacher. So, and what I, agency did you go through? Is it Apple? Apple, Apple One. <laughs> She's in Apple One with us. She's in Apple One with us. Oh my God. And sometimes that's good stuff. And sometimes that's really bad stuff. So I got fired. I, I was no. at the temple. It was a temple. And was, I was a receptionist at the temple. Oh, and God. I frowned upon my sneakers with my pants. They were like, now you should have on a, a sensible shoe that's presentable. Was this it? Was this by any chance a, a, a Jewish temple? Because on Yom Kippur, we all wear sneakers with our suits. Yeah, this was a Jewish temple. And this one was in Hollywood. And the one I remember, I was like, oh, the receptionist who was there, she was like, I've got Subway. Uh, no, it was Quiznos. And she was like, I've got Quizno coupons if you want to use it to get when you go get your lunch. And so I was like, that's cool. So I took one <laughs> to go get a quick nose. And I came back and it was another temp sitting at the desk. What? And I was like, hey. And she was like, hi, can I help you? And I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm for my job. Went on. And I was like, uh, and I just got my stuff because I was like, I knew what was up. I just grabbed, I was like, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. I'll just grab my, that's my purse. I'm just going to get that. I didn't even it. tell you. No one told you. I went into the office and was like, hello. And they pretty much was like, yeah, thank you. You know, wow. The day. Wow. So they replaced me. I was like, is it because of my, my sensible shoes? I don't, I don't get it. So they got rid of me. That's. I was, I was just, yeah, that was. That was what fun. were you? What were you even supposed to be doing there? Just like greeting people, answering phones, like phones. Yep, I was like a receptionist. So I have not a similar situation at all, but I did get fired because mm-hmm. they brought me in as on a temp job, and I, I guess maybe I said I knew how to answer phones, but I didn't know that they meant a switchboard of phones, and there was like eight lines at once, and I couldn't remember because I had just gotten there. I couldn't remember whose line was whose. It's not like I had any training. I was a temp, and so they let me go after four hours. They were like, we won't need you for the rest of the day. (laughs) Which also kind of equates to double time. But I'm going to tell you, I'm sure I wore like Skechers. But the like slip on tennis shoes, so it looked like you, you know, but like I'm sure I was going to temp jobs wearing sneakers also. Yeah, no, I think this was, this had other reasons, but it was just like, okay, uh-huh. okay, my shoes, okay. So All did, right. did Apple One send you out on any other jobs? We did. I, um, I worked at a, I want to say an advertising agency. I worked at, <laughs> I have been all over. I got fired from another job. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it was reception work. And it was because the girl who I was working with, they had two. So I forget where this place was. 
it was weird. It was over there like off an of exposition, like by the tent. Oh, I hate auditions there. I hate jobs there. Don't send me to exposition and ten. It's confusing and I don't understand it. It's it was weird. This place I don't even think is there anymore. But I forgot what it was, but the girl who was also the, the, the first receptionist, so there were two. So they always had somebody answering their phones at all times just in case somebody had to go off and help and do something else. Yeah. So she was she was never on time. And so she she was like, of course, I'm not on time because she's not there. But I have in order for me to even get into the parking lot, I had to get a, a time stamp. So I would be outside waiting for her to come. And so she would say that it was I was the one who would be late all the time. I'm like. How I don't even oh have my God. talking about. I'm like, and here's my to show you that I'm here on time. Like, what are you talking about? They let me go anyway. I was oh like, my God. thrown under the bus by a fellow temp. Here was she a temp also? No, she was a regular. Oh um, yeah, she was threatened by you. Blame was, the temp. Yeah, she was like, she's better than me, and I can't have that. She's gonna take my job. Mm-hmm. She's late all the time. Yeah. Um. By the way, can I just quick side note say how much I love digging up people's trauma from the jobs they don't actually care about? But after this, like as I'm talking to you, I'm like, oh wait, I got fired from another job. <laughs> you bury it. You bury it because listen, it, it's like every audition you go on and you don't get, plus mm. every job that has let you go for some reason, it starts to tear it. You start. There's an erosion process that's happening. So if you don't bury that shit deep down inside and believe that it's not you, because it's not you, it's not you, you would just, I don't know, I'd be on Prozac forever and ever. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. Yes. So, <laughs> so now I'm like, wait, there's so many more. <laughs> we've got time there <laughs> i want you to think of all of them and but i also want to know like at what point um were you digging out testicles oh we're Balls? gonna get it we're, don't don't have no fear we're gonna get to the to the to the castration thing <laughs> she's a she's a one woman eunuch maker yeah yes. Yeah. Um. Wow. Okay. So there. That was... wasn't a temp job. No. <laughs> but I was. I was. I. I thought maybe like a vet's office gave you a temp job. It's like a vet tech. Humans. This humans. humans. You were Listen. doing this to human beings. Cadavers. No. This was oh, a ass man. Excuse my language. Who I had to do. I had to do this for a group of men. I am having a hard time with this. I auditioned to be a series regular on this partic- on a particular sketch show. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This job starts with a sketch show audition? Yes. Oh, God. I'm here for you. Didn't get it. So I just so happened to know the costumer, and it was a side hustle. I knew the costume, I knew the costume designer, and I would help her with commercials. From time to time as a costumer, help pulling clothes, going to the warehouses and pulling and, and helping and doing costume fittings, whatever. That's fun. Right? And so she was like, hey, I'm doing this sketch show and I need help with a cost. I need help and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, cool. Come to find out it's the show I didn't book. <laughs> So now I have to be a costumer on the show. Book. Mm. Okay. So that's first and foremost. Um, this particular sketch that they wrote was called, you can look it up and I'll just leave it at that. Balls out jeans. Oh my God. No, no. And I didn't know that balls fell in different positions for different men so on all of the jeans i just cut big holes out of the jeans on where i thought everybody's balls would be (laughs) (laughs) wait they fall differently for different people different places for every man and And over the course of our lives i mean yeah i know they grow low like i mean you get older and they sag it's wrinkles but 
Mm-hmm. Don't they all just hang like? That's what I thought. Like, <laughs> don't you know the song? It's balls or balls, right? Yes. No. no, ladies, I'm here to tell you, balls are not balls. Not <laughs> balls. Balls are. They are the, the the like the sands of time. I just want people to realize this. Like men will go and look up women's breasts, and we don't spend our time going and looking up men's balls nope. or their and positions. It's not something we're into. There is no pornographic site on the internet dedicated to, to testicles. Balls. balls. So that was the conceit of the sketch because it was like, okay, men look at women's cleavage, right? So it was like men were like, hey, ladies, eyes up here, you know, because it, it was like, oh so I cut all I remember the, the sketch. I feel like I remember the sketch too. I cut all, and because it was low budget, it wasn't a lot. We didn't have a lot of uh, pants. I, I cut holes in the wrong spots for all the jeans because, and big holes. Like I was, I cut, like, I know people can't see, but just like. A, She's like, holding up two cantaloupes. Like, yeah, two cans. Like, it was two Coke cans, which is what I thought balls were like. <laughs> two big Coke oh for everybody. That's not the case. Life would be so challenging. Oh, my God. This story is getting so good. So, I just, like, what happened? So, like, everybody I'm so upset. It's so cool. They was like, it's all good. You know, give us our jeans. We'll cut our own balls out of our jeans. Like, we'll figure it out. We can cut the holes. <laughs> Wait, wait, hold on a second. They weren't using like fake balls? Did no. They, they wanted to pull their balls out of their jeans in real life. And so they did. And so they did. And because I didn't know ball placement was a thing or size, I had cut the wrong holes. So they were like, it's all good. <laughs> Give us a pair of jeans that, that that's all that we had left in wardrobe and we'll cut them out ourselves. Not one guy. The, this one guy He's like, no, I want you to feel where my balls land in the Jesus. And I want you to feel. So I'm having to like rub up and down. And he's standing with his hands behind his head, thrusting his balls. I had to get down like on one knee and like. I wanted to cry. I had to feel where the one ball was. I took a Sharpie. It was like I had to Sharpie a little like each side. And then I would just like go and like cut little slits. While he's wearing them? No, he would take them. He would hand them to me like, you know, with two fingers. Is he famous? You know who he is. What's the name of the sketch again? Balls out jeans. Balls out jeans. I'm so mad for you right now. I'm so, and I know, like, I can be mad now because I'm old enough to be mad now. But at the time, and when you're side hustling and you're trying to start your career and like take, you're not allowed to be mad at that. You aren't allowed. You cry. You go home and you get mad, or you cry and you're embarrassed and you hyperventilate. But you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. I'm so mad right now. Yeah. I also want to just go on record as saying having your inseam checked is supposed to be the most uncomfortable part of going to a tailor. And this is like, this is exactly the thing you're most afraid of happening when your inseam gets checked. Yeah. And it's being done on purpose. On purpose. Okay. I have it up on my phone for in a few minutes. Um, I just feel like. I need to like PI this person to death and be like, mm-hmm. why did he want his balls manhandled by a costumer? And who else has he ma- made manhandle his testicles? What is the matter with men? I, I take I take no uh, credit or responsibility here whatsoever. I, yeah. What and what did the costumer say? She didn't know that that's what was happening at the time. I think she was she was having to handle like the star of the show. Yeah. So she was his person, you know. So she would handle him. Um, but this particular guy was like he was a lot. He was a handful. So I would have left him some deodorant with the jeans with the slits in it. I would be like ball deodorant, and here's your jeans back, just to be an ass. I would cut really microscopic holes and say. <laughs> 
Kel, I felt it. Have fun popping those boys through there. But that's what I had to do because I was so terrified I was going to ruin the jeans again. And these were the last pairs. So (sighs) we had to do this measurement song and dance back and forth several times. When he did not want to do it himself. I was like, oh my God. This is a scene in a movie. This is a scene in a movie. You're going to do it. But in the movie, you get to have retribution. You're like, I'm going to cut it with them on you now so that I can really get the placement. And then you just jab, you know, like just. (laughs) I'm going to just play not devil's advocate because I can't. But I will say that if I'm the actor, I don't want to necessarily take the responsibility of the last pair of jeans. Yeah. But, but I'm not. But I'm not. Still not advocating. So cut them yourself. Who has never cut a pair of what, jeans themselves for cutoffs or something? I, what Come I'm on. suggesting is you throw those guys on inside out, measure it that way, make the marks, and then yeah, hand them yeah. over. Here you go. Make your own marks. Yeah, some no. people. We had to do it all. So uh, oh my god, that one. That was a tough day. That was a tough day. And you, again, this is a show that you were hoping to be a cast member on. Well, it was maybe a blessing that you weren't. Like, maybe you were like, oh, I'm glad. You don't need anyone measuring your balls. I, I didn't need to be on that show. So, uh, that one. yeah. But I did make some, I did make some, um, some friends, some friends, some lifelong friends from that. I did, actually. That's Not- awesome. <laughs> yeah. So were you working as a costumer assistant for the whole run of that show? Like the. Yeah, yeah one season. That season. <laughs> doing one season um yeah but for for that series yes i did um i was i've been a logger at night what i was logging reality tv oh Oh, i was like picturing you like i know you were but i wasn't because i used to work in the news and i had to log b-roll and i was like this is the worst job i've ever ever had ever it was un and it was for reality TV. Yeah. And it was for uh it was like it was it was the midnight shift because it was like once Bernie passed, I was trying to just do whatever I could. Like so the night job would also sustain me. And I was substitute teaching because this is why this is why I ended up having to do that. I got audited. And the IRS was like they they came after me hard. They came after me hard for your Bernie job. No, because someone that I worked for prior to him was like, "Hey, will you work for me part time, and I'll pay you under the table. I'll just pay you weekly cash or however many hours you work for me to help me out." And I was like, "Okay, sure." And, um, and she was like, um, and then she was like, oh, you should still collect your unemployment because I don't have enough money to pay you like a lot of money. So I'll just only yeah. pay you per hour and I'll just pay you. And I was like, okay. And she claimed the money that she paid me on her taxes. Uh. What an asshole. So I got audited. And For barely so- anything. Mm-hmm. And so then, and so it just so happened to fall on. So Bernie died. I got audited. The IRS came after me and unemployment. So I couldn't get unemployment. Bernie had passed. The IRS was on my butt. And so I was substitute teaching during the day and auditioning and logging (laughs) reality TV footage at night. Oh my God. I feel so bad. And I, I, I totally, I totally, I've been there. I've had three jobs because I just like had, not because I was being honest, but I just, I had absolutely no money and I had been using my credit card to pay bills and that like had put me in arrears and I was like living on a friend's half couch. It was just an oversized chair. And so, yeah, I was working 4.30 a.m. shift at Starbucks and then going to my mall job and then trying to get auditions on lunch breaks and then working any night hustle, like any job I could pick up, you know, which was like hostessing or like, you know, gigs that people would get you. you they used to have these services. It wasn't at a temp agency, but they used to have services that would like get you um, 
hostessing gigs where you would work um, like at a bar and like, you know, spots or something. I can't remember what they, yeah. yeah. So I would pick up as many of those as I could. Mm -hmm. And so I I, like, I slept four hours a week, it feels like at one point. So I, I, I totally feel you. But to have the IRS on top of that, which I didn't, I don't know, like, I don't know how you did it. I'm crying tears for you right now because I feel so much pain for you. It was crazy. It was a crazy, crazy, crazy time. It was a crazy time. So then I ended up one of the girls in the sketch group, EDF3. By this mm-hmm. time, she was pregnant. She got pregnant. She was with with her first child. She and her husband were having their first kid. And I was like, "Hey, you work for that law firm?" She was like, "Yeah." She was a receptionist, and they would let her. They were flexible. They would let her come and go whenever she felt like it. And I was like, "Hey, listen." Don't give that job up because it's rough out here in these streets. They gonna fire you for the wrong shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, listen, I was like, you should. I was like, see if they'll let me come in and cover for you while you're on maternity leave. Smart. You know, I was like, my aunt had a firm in Chicago. I would come home like summers from school, and I would like go and file complaints and stuff for her, so I know basic stuff. So she was like, "That's a good idea." I was like, "Because you want to be able to come back to that job." Mm-hmm. Like, okay. So fast forward, it ended up working out. It, I ended up being at this law firm for almost eight years. Wow. Wow. That's like me with my corporate job. They were super flexible too. Mm-hmm. And, and then did she also come back? No, she ended up having, so she ended up, she didn't want to come back right away. I think it's like however many months you have. And yeah. then when your maternity leave. Yeah. So three months. Right away. Yeah. She was like, I want some more time. And they were, they were like, okay, take some more time. Then she ended up getting pregnant again. So back to back. That's what happens when you take too much time. Yeah. <laughs> second shot. They had their second kid. And so I was like, okay, she's going to come back. But she was like, I don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. So I ended up staying at that firm until 20, until 28. It was 2010 when this went down. 2018, I left that law firm. That's awesome. Wow. And you yeah. left because. I'm- and you left because you're steadily working now. By this time, I started writing a lot more. I actually started getting paid to write and not just write. Yeah. Because- You're writing for the AMAs, for the BET Awards. You were writing for, you name an award show, and you're one of the writers. It is like insane how much you're working in yeah. that field. I mean, that is, that's a hard gig to get. And that's very male-dominated still, too. I mean, you are like my hero. I don't, I mean, I like, it's insane. Yeah. Leslie, I credit Leslie Jones. Yeah. Leslie Jones pulled me in for the BET Awards the year she hosted, and I was her only, the only woman writer for her. She pulled me in, and every since that happened, I was like, wait, I can just basically do what I've been doing for free forever? <laughs> yeah. For people? Yeah. Imagine that. God bless her. God bless her. That That, is, I mean. That's how Bennett actually also wriggled in. Yeah. (laughs) So Bennett has, I did um, all the Fox, like when Rob Riggle does. Yeah, we were doing those too. Yeah, we did Riggle stuff, yeah. I can't, I did one with, we did a parody for the Joker and I played like the therapist from, and Rob Riggle. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's how my pregnancy got revealed. He was like, do you want to come in and do, well, I, I'd done three seasons, did, came in and did sketches for th- three of the years, the first three years. And then he was like, do you want to come in and, and do this sketch? And I was like, sure. Uh, is it okay that I'm pregnant? And he was like, what? And I was like, and I show, cause I hadn't told anybody and I was five months pregnant and I was showing and uh-huh. he was like, yeah, that's fine. So I, I, I did that episode and then people wrote all over my facebook like cyan riggles pics so you're pregnant and it's like <laughs> surprise it's a little embarrassing i was like yeah maybe i should have said something but kept it because i'm a woman nobody you know one casting director was like when are you due when do you think you'll be ready and available to work again and that was like that's that's what i was met with every time you know i'd show up and it was like 
I can work now. Are you shooting now? <laughs> are, are you casting this for six months in the future? What, what's happening here? Um, so yeah, so it totally ruined everything. But that's okay. <laughs> I love that baby. I fucking love that baby. Um, so <laughs> smart. He's super damn smart. Yeah, damn right. His math skills are <laughs> off the charts. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, Bennett's great. You know, and that's and and that's how you do it. You know, eventually you you stay long enough. Like people just don't give a long enough chance, or they don't have the talent. They came out for fame, right? But if you're truly talented and you've done the work and you're here, somebody makes it and they bring you in. You know, it's just one of those systems where you have to be brought in eventually. You know, or not, but. <laughs> Yeah. On the vine. But listen, Neff is really funny and really talented. We can't stress it enough. Um, and you paid your dues. You paid your dues in the industry and outside the industry. And outside you the industry. You paid your dues keeping yourself here. Yeah. I it's been it has been a lot. It's been a lot. Like I've I've slept on an air mattress with like buzz lightyear sheets with a friend when I like lost my house, my condo, like it's mm. I've gone through the trials and tribulations of trying to make it here, yeah. knowing that I did not want to do anything else. Yeah. And it was not it hasn't been easy. I'm not gonna even say, Oh, I'm I feel so I'm so everything's rosy. No, it's been it has been tough. Yeah. And I'm feeling I'm feeling good now. I'm feeling I would say like in the last decade, this has been like, okay, I can look back and say, okay, a lot of that is behind me, but whew. are you represented? Do you have a writing agent and a theatrical agent or how does that work for you? Um, I will right now I just signed with new management. So my management is going to help me get a lit, a lit agent. So I have an agent now that's theatrical. But um, all of the writing stuff, I have gotten on my own. Yeah, of Everything course. I have gotten. I've, I sold a show on my own. What? And had to scramble to get an attorney to yeah. close the deal because I was like, I just sold. <laughs> I sold. What am I supposed to do? So it was like. Oh, you know, one of those things. So everything I've been doing has been kind of, I've just been, it's a lot of things I've been doing for myself and just like kind of in my own little bubble. And then I, I'm, I will talk to somebody like, Hey, I got this idea. Oh, well you should come in and pitch it. Okay. And then I have to learn how to do it. And then things just kind of happen. Things just kind of happen because you've been preparing and working so yeah. hard and because you do your homework at that time. Yeah. You have done it the hard way and it's paying off and I'm impressed and I give you so much kudos and all those men who made you measure their balls and their jeans. Well, you have the real cojones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she like measure her balls, men. <laughs> I, I'm thankful. I am thankful for all of the peaks and valleys because like you said I do really feel like it has really prepared me for what I'm doing and where I'm going and how yeah. I and how I see it going forward. Yeah. So, yeah. So you kind of answered it but I like to ask it anyways at the end of each show mm-hmm. is was it worth it? Was it worth pursuing and focusing on yourself, like Bernie said, told you to do? Or do you think you should have stuck with producing and be, been an EP by now, running the shows at the network? Um, it was absolutely worth it. It's absolutely worth it. All of the <laughs> ball feeling <laughs> and cutting out of jeans. Oh, Ah, uh, the air matches with the Buzz Lightyear sheets. I'm saying out loud that it's going to, I'm going to be running the show very soon. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm saying it for you too. And you know what? You've got the production background. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. just laying groundwork. 
and giving you the skill set so that you can step out and step in and take over and run the show. I'll be your assistant and I'll wear sensible shoes that you approve of. Girl, make sure they are flat and feel good. Yes. <laughs> we want to thank you so much. Honestly, we I, I, I can't. God, I'm going to cry again. I can't tell you how much it means us to have you on the show that you said yes, that we have so many wonderful, talented people and you, y'all just say yes. And it's just that moment. It's just like when Bernie said yes and he like gave me the money. It just it feels good to know that people in our industry are so humble and gracious and kind and give of themselves like this. Um, and so we want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for being here tonight. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It has been a pleasure. <laughs> She showed on Monday, made love on Monday.